Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the major news we're following, including the diplomatic blame game, with the U.S. and Russia accusing each other of escalating tensions in Ukraine. As Russia holds tank drills near the Ukrainian border, the volunteer militias with citizens of Ukraine preparing to defend themselves by practicing with wooden rifles. American terrorist. A mother of five from Kansas is accused of helping ISIS and leading an all-female battalion. Tonight, her alleged plan to blow up a U.S. shopping mall. New winter threat. As the Northeast cleans up, the next snowstorm is forming. When and where it'll hit. Nurses charged. The latest on two Long Island caregivers arrested in a fake vaccine card scam and a handwritten ledger that shows they were raking in cash. Joe Rogan apologizes. One of the most popular podcasters in the world says he's sorry about COVID misinformation as musicians like Neil Young and Joni Mitchell protest Spotify. England's Partygate scandal. A rowdy meeting of Parliament as Boris Johnson is forced to apologize for boozy parties during COVID lockdowns. The cost of daycare in America. Our look into the shocking price tag as we report that a year of childcare costs more than a year of college in many states. And the Super Bowl is set, and the world waits on Tom Brady's future. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. This could be a critical week as the threat of war looms in Ukraine. Tonight, President Biden is warning Russia that it will face swift and severe consequences should it attack, adding that the U.S. and its allies are continuing to prepare for every scenario. The Cold War foes faced off today at a meeting at the U.N. Security Council. The U.S. called for the de-escalation of the largest mobilization of troops and weapons in Europe in decades. And there's some breaking news. This CBS News has learned Russia just delivered a written response to a U.S. proposal aimed at lowering those tensions. CBS's Weijia Zhang is going to lead off our coverage with the news at the White House. Good evening, Weijia. Good evening to you, Nora. Tonight, the Pentagon is seeing increasing Russian military activity all around Ukraine. In fact, that is what led to the showdown at the U.N. between Russia and the U.S. Even though President Biden is still pushing for a diplomatic solution, he's also clear-eyed about the potential for war. The Russian military continues to flex its muscle around Ukraine, holding exercises on land, in the air, and on the water. Vladimir Putin has denied any interest in invading. Today, President Biden said the U.S. is ready either way. Russia is continuing its buildup of its forces um, around Ukraine. We are ready no matter what happens. During a meeting of the U.N. Security Council, Russia blamed the U.S. for provoking escalation, again insisting Moscow has no plans to attack. We fully understand that the desire of our American colleagues to whip up hysterics. The U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas-Greenfield, demanded to know why then are there more than 100,000 Russian troops surrounding Ukraine on three sides. Imagine how uncomfortable you would be if you had 100,000 troops sitting on your border uh, in the uh, way that these troops are sitting on the border with Ukraine. U.S. officials say there is new evidence that Russia intends to expand its presence to more than 30,000 troops near the Belarus border. NATO Secretary General warned that Russia may use joint training exercises with Belarus set to begin in 10 days as a disguise to attack. That was actually what happened back in 2014 when they uh, annexed uh, Crimea. Ukraine's defense minister today celebrated the latest American ammunition shipment, which comes as civilian volunteers across the country, some with no military experience, are training to fight the Russians, armed only with these stand-in plywood rifles. CBS News has learned that the Pentagon is close to announcing the deployment of U.S. troops based in Europe, moving them close to the front lines with Russia. And tomorrow, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is set to speak with Russia's foreign minister when they will almost certainly talk about that new written response. Nora. Weijia Zhang with all the news. Thank you. Well, the Northeast is still digging out from a weekend storm that dumped more than a foot of snow across nine states. Parts of New York, Massachusetts and Rhode Island got more than two feet from the nor'easter and bomb cyclone that brought heavy snow and hurricane force wind gusts. At least four deaths have been blamed on the storm. Tonight, states from the Plains to the Great Lakes are bracing for the next significant storm system that could bring heavy snow and icy conditions from Wednesday through Friday. Bitterly cold temperatures are expected on the back end of the storm for months. Much of the Southern Plains. All right, now to this alarming story about a Kansas woman charged with providing material support 
to a terrorist organization. The 42-year-old mother of five is accused of leading an all-female battalion of ISIS fighters in Syria and planning an attack on a college campus. CBS's Jeff Begays has more. When she was living in Kansas, the 42-year-old was a teacher and a devoted mother who documented her family's adventures on this blog. Today, in a Virginia courtroom, prosecutors allege that she is now a dangerous and radicalized ISIS soldier. Luke Ekron moved to war-torn Syria in 2012 to join up with the Islamic State. And that is where she allegedly trained children to fight and became the leader and organizer of an all-female ISIS unit and even discussed conducting an attack in the United States, explaining that she could go to a shopping mall, park a vehicle full of explosives in the basement or parking garage, and detonate the explosives in the vehicle with a cell phone triggering device. A cooperating witness also told investigators Fluke Ekron devised a plan which included dropping off a backpack with explosives on a college campus. It's chilling stuff. Terrorism analyst Devorah Margolin says investigators leave no doubt about Fluke Ekron's personal motivations. Here they have outlined witness statements that talk about her personal desires to carry out violence, which I think is very important because we often underestimate women's ideological pull to these groups. The Kansans legal team declined to comment on the case. The 42-year-old's next court date is this coming Thursday. And in the meantime, her mother, father, and two adult children made it crystal clear to the judge today that they do not want her contacting them. Nora. Jeff Pagays, thank you. Well, we have some breaking news tonight. A federal judge has rejected a plea agreement from the Justice Department that would have averted a hate crimes trial for the man convicted of murdering Ahmaud Arbery. Arbery's family had expressed outrage over the deal that would have allowed Travis McMichael to spend the first 30 years of his life sentence in a federal prison rather than state prison where conditions are much tougher. All right. A Georgia prosecutor is asking the FBI for a security assistant assistance rather after former President Donald Trump lashed out at prosecutors who are investigating his business dealings and his conduct after the 2020 election. But it was another Trump comment that's getting all the attention here in Washington. CBS's Major Garrett reports. Republicans and Democrats hammered former President Trump today for suggesting he would offer pardons to convicted January 6th rioters if elected again. It is traitorous conduct for the former president to say he now wants to pardon them. I don't want to send any signal uh, that it was okay to defile the Capitol. This is what the former president told a rally outside Houston Saturday. If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. We will treat them fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons. By dangling the prospect of pardons, Trump has now complicated future negotiations over potential plea deals for hundreds of rioters. Meanwhile, in Georgia, the Fulton County prosecutor probing Trump's efforts to overturn the election there asked the FBI for increased security after the former president singled out black prosecutors who have launched investigations with ties to the former president. If these radical, vicious, racist prosecutors do anything wrong or illegal, I hope we are going to have in this country the biggest protest we have ever had in Washington, D.C., in New York, in Atlanta. Trump also lamented that former Vice President Mike Pence did not overturn the election, writing in a statement, Mike Pence did have the right to change the outcome. Unfortunately, he didn't exercise that power. 
Actually, Pence could not have. Doing so would have been unconstitutional. Now he's just making stuff up because he can't handle that the American people rose in large numbers and fired him. And Major Garrett joins us now with some breaking news, I understand, on the January 6th investigation. Yes, House Select Committee members have obtained testimony from Mark Short, Vice President Pence's chief of staff. Short can speak to exactly how much pressure President Trump applied on the former vice president because, as Trump said this weekend, he didn't want Pence to investigate. He didn't want him to slow things down. He wanted him to overturn the 2020 election. Major Garrett, thank you. All right. The FBI tonight is investigating bomb threats at at least a half a dozen historically black colleges. No bombs were found. At least one university closed for the day. Similar threats were made to several black universities earlier this month. It's not clear if those threats are related to this latest wave, but the White House is looking into it as well. All right, a new report isn't the end of the troubles for U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Police in London are investigating more than 300 photographs and 500 pages of documents after a report of more than a dozen alcohol-fueled parties during COVID lockdowns. We get more now from CBS's Roxana Saberi. Statement. But firstly, I want to say sorry. For British Prime Minister Boris Johnson... Partygate is far from over. I'm also sorry for the way that this matter has been handled. But the public know. The public know this is a man they can no longer trust. Today's report found that some of the gatherings at 10 Downing Street at the height of COVID restrictions should not have been allowed to take place and reflected failures of leadership and judgment. One was a birthday party in Johnson's honor. After he made this school visit, two more took place on the eve of Prince Philip's funeral when his widow, Queen Elizabeth, had to mourn alone. People do not respect him anymore. Sonia Purnell is the author of a biography on Boris Johnson. Do you think he's going to bounce back this time? I do think it's different. I mean, all of us suffered through the pandemic. I I lost my, my mother to COVID, and the day after I buried her, Uh, Boris Johnson was having a party in the garden in Downing Street. The internal investigation into the events here at 10 Downing Street also noted excessive drinking and staff feeling unable to report bad behavior. Its findings on 12 gatherings have gone on to a criminal investigation now underway by the police. Nora. Roxana Saberi, thank you. Well, we want to turn now to that COVID misinformation scandal surrounding comedian and podcaster Joe Rogan. His podcast caused a major backlash for the streaming service Spotify, prompting an apology from Rogan. Well, here's CBS's Vladimir Dutier. I'm I'm very sorry that they feel that way. In the Instagram video, Joe Rogan is both apologetic and defensive in responding to accusations that he's helping spread dangerous information about COVID-19 on Spotify's top podcast. I will do my best to try to balance out these more controversial viewpoints. Musicians Neil Young and Joni Mitchell pulled their music from Spotify in support of hundreds of medical experts who sent a letter asking for an end to misinformation on the platform. Popular host Brene Brown won't release any new podcast until further notice. I'm not trying to promote misinformation. Spotify will now add an advisory to any discussions of COVID-19. On the Joe Rogan experience, Rogan has claimed that young people don't need the vaccine. Last month, he hosted a controversial anti-vax doctor. Because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people. 
Spotify CEO Daniel X said in a blog post, the company is trying to balance user safety with creator expression, adding it's important that Spotify doesn't take on the position of being content censor. Nils Lofgren, longtime guitarist for Bruce Springsteen, has pulled his music too. We're all for free speech. We just don't want to be associated with um, misinformation and lies that are killing Americans. Vladimir Dutip, CBS News, New York. Well, we want to turn now to one of the most pressing issues facing families nationwide, the soaring cost of child care. A recent analysis finds the annual cost of child care now rivals the cost of a college education in many states. CBS's Mark Strassman has more. Can you show everyone how you must wash your hands? For Cassandra D'Alessandro, little Gavin's affection softens the squeeze of a broken system, the cost of daycare in America. At one point, taking almost half this architect's after-tax income. I felt like I should scream, cry, and vomit all at the same time. You know, you have this repetitive question, is it worth it? Except for Washington, D.C., Massachusetts has America's most expensive child care. For a four-year-old, that cost averages $15,000 a year. An infant, almost $21,000. By government standards, only 5% of Massachusetts families can afford infant care. It doesn't work for anybody. Nobody wins. Lauren Cook runs the Ellis Early Learning Center. This nationally accredited nonprofit looks after 270 kids. Tuition as high as $30,000. But without donations, the center would close. We lose money virtually on every child we serve. These parents really should be paying even more than they are. Which is impossible. I mean, we would break families. For years, advocates have pleaded for government to invest in early learning. At Ellis, two-thirds of the kids have subsidized tuition based on lower family incomes. Without that help, Alethea Graham's daycare for three-year-old Ariel would cost more than her rent. When you're putting that much money into daycare, then... What am I going to have saved up? How am I going to afford a house one day? And yet, Alethea Graham knows she's lucky to have it. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Boston. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Well, tonight, the death of former Miss USA Chesley Christ has reignited the important conversation on mental health. Police believe she took her own life on Sunday. Christ was a lawyer and open about her struggles. As our colleague Nate Burleson said this morning, check on your strong friends. Chesley Christ was just 30 years old. Well, some big news today about the Moderna vaccine. The FDA has fully approved the shot after reviewing more data about safety and efficacy. The company now can market the shot under the brand name Spike Vax. And then there's this story. Two nurses on Long Island are accused of selling more than one and a half million dollars in fake COVID vaccination cards. Officials say they charge $220 for adults and $85 for kids. 
All right, some news tonight about the game uniting America one word at a time. The New York Times purchased the popular online game Wordle for a low seven-figure amount. The game shot up in popularity since it was launched in October. And if you haven't played yet, users get six chances to figure out the daily five-letter word. The Times says Wordle will remain free and the game itself won't change. It was an exciting day of football Sunday. Now the Super Bowl is all set, but fans in the next couple of weeks may be looking at what happens next with the greatest quarterback of all time. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports. Los Angeles is about to host its first Super Bowl in nearly 30 years. Intercepted by the Rams! The Rams will play on the same field where they defeated their arch rivals, the San Francisco 49ers. While in Kansas City... And Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. The Bengals beat the Chiefs in a game some called an amazing comeback and opposing fans an epic collapse. Today's headlines normally reserved for things like war and peace shared news of heartbreak. In L.A. and Cincinnati, unbridled joy for the Rams and especially the Bengals playing in their first Super Bowl since the first season of Seinfeld. It's a team that won only two games all season in 2019 and whose quarterback was just five years old when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. Yeah, that guy who won it again last year and came close this season, but now is about to finally call it quits or not. But the supersized question, will Tom Brady actually retire? On Saturday, tributes poured in from everyone except Brady himself. There's also this. Brady stands to lose a reported $15 million in bonus money if he retires before this Friday. Even for the greatest, that could be a game changer. Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News. Tomorrow, the great resignation. Why a record number of Americans are quitting their jobs. The new details. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget, you can set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.